He's been called boring, a waffler, and a kook. But William Lyon Mackenzie King is also the longest-serving Canadian Prime Minister. And there's no denying that under his leadership, Canada was transformed from a minor player in the British Empire into a modern middle power with great influence on the world stage. He's also the history idol of historian Jack Granitstein. Hello, Jack. Thank you for speaking with us today. Tell me, how did Mackenzie King rise to power? Okay. Mackenzie King was uh, the son of William Lyon Mackenzie's daughter, the rebel of 1837, and that was something that was always very much in his mind. And he thought, I think, that he had a divine mission to uh, restore the, uh, the luster of his grandfather's name and to uh, demonstrate that the rebel of 1837 and his views uh, could still live in a modified form in uh, post-Confederation Canada. King was uh, a well-educated young man at the University of Toronto and in Chicago and at Harvard. He ended up with a PhD that he didn't wholly earn correctly, but he got it nonetheless. Uh, he became recognized as an expert on labor uh, and used family connections to get into the government as initially the editor of the government's publication called the Labour Gazette. And in 1908, he uh, ran for Parliament as a Liberal in the Laurier government and very quickly was appointed Minister of Labour by Sir Wilfrid Laurier. Now, there's no doubt that King persuaded himself that he was Laurier's designated successor. I don't think he was, but King believed he was. And he stayed loyal to Laurier when the Liberal Party split apart over conscription in 1917. And that staying loyal to, to Laurier liberalism was probably the key in his eventual rise to the prime ministership. In 1919, he was elected as leader of the Liberal Party with the support of most of the Quebec delegates at the party convention. And in 1921, he won the election against uh, Arthur Mean and the Conservatives uh, and the Progressive Party uh, and became prime minister. Um, so his rise seems to be uh, almost a straight line in many ways. And yet uh, there were always, of course, times when he could have uh, fallen off the political cliff. But he was a man with his eye on the main chance, and he was able to capitalize when he had the opportunities. Now, one of the common wisdoms about Mackenzie King is that he lacked charisma. He wasn't that dynamic of a speaker. Um, he was boring, but somehow he managed to stay in power longer than any prime minister in history. How was he able to achieve this if he lacked this charisma, this charm that is seemingly a requirement today for any politician to be successful? Well, it's important to remember first that this is not, when King is around, it is not the era of television. People did not see their leaders anywhere near as much as they do today. And charisma, while it's important, Wilfrid Laurier had charisma, uh, was not the absolute necessity uh, that it sometimes seems. King 
had the ability to give a good speech. He wasn't as boring as he's being painted. He had some of the key characteristics of leadership. He trusted able people to work for him, and they did. He had the ability to be ruthless as a leader when he needed to be, and he and he was. Uh, he was intelligent. He was cunning. He was uh, willing to take risks. He had, I think, many of the attributes of a great leader. Uh, above all, he had the clear idea that as long as he was in power, the country was in good hands. As long as the other guys were kept out of power, particularly the conservatives, then he was doing the Lord's work. And Mackenzie King was absolutely convinced that uh, the country was safe in his hands. And in very many ways, it was, because the absolute key to Mackenzie King is that he worked very hard to keep Quebec and English Canada uh, working in harness. And he was arguably our best leader at that in our history. What would his critics have said about him? They would have said that he was dull, boring, uh, didn't do anything, uh, had only self-interest and party interest at heart, did nothing to advance the real interests of the country, uh, was too close to the Americans, was anti-British, was uh, someone who claimed that he was in favor of social welfare, but took uh, decades to move in its direction. Uh, virtually everything that anyone could have said negative was said about Mackenzie King. Um, there's a, a sense that he would waffle uh, couldn't make a straight statement to save his life. There was a, a little poem uh, by journalists that went, William Lyne, Mackenzie King didn't say a goddamn thing. <laughs> and it was probably true. And yet, he's your history idol. Can you now make the case for Mackenzie King? Well, I think that we have to look at King with a clear eye. Who was the man who turned the British Empire into the Commonwealth? Mackenzie King, more than anybody else. Who was the man who introduced social welfare uh, into Canada? Took time, I'm prepared to grant, but by the time Mackenzie King left, Canada was well on the road to being a welfare state. Who was the man who kept Arthur Meehan out of power in Canada, which I have always thought of as a great and positive good? Mackenzie King. Who was the man who absorbed the Progressive Party into the Liberal Party in the 20s and into the early 30s, Mackenzie King. Above all, who was the man who brought a united country into World War II after all the troubles in World War I over conscription? And who was the man who organized, directed, and led the absolutely extraordinary war effort of Canada in the Second World War? Well, it was Mackenzie King. And then to top that off, when everyone was predicting a return to the Great Depression when the Second World War ended, who was the man who organized Canada's conversion to a prosperous, peaceful country in the immediate post-war? Well, that was Mackenzie King, too. Very simply, there was no Canadian prime minister with a record uh, internationally and domestically that comes even close to Mackenzie King. And that's why when 25 historians were asked by Norman Hilmer and I uh, a dozen years ago to rank all of Canada's prime ministers, Mackenzie King came out first. So we need to uh, 
remember that the professional historians, the professional political historians who look at uh, leadership and political history in this country, essentially concluded that Mackenzie King ranked ahead of McDonald, ahead of Laurier, ahead of people like Trudeau. Uh, this was a real political leader, and it's extraordinary that he has taken the the abuse and slander that he has from uh, people who don't know what he did. Well, thanks for speaking with us today, Jack. You've been listening to the Canada's History Podcast with Editor-in-Chief Mark Reed. Thanks for listening.